Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on Monday, March 29th, 2021. It is our last episode of the month of March, and that means it is our finale, March Movie Madness. Today we determine the greatest actor of all time, according to us. Yes, our four finalists. Scarlett Johansson from the MCU. Will Ferrell from Comedy. Leonardo DiCaprio from the Award Winners. And Tom Hardy from the Box Office category. Who's going to have the best? We reviewed four movies for each person, three good movies, one bad movie, and their cumulative score. That's how we ranked them. It'll be fun. Um, we've never done this many movie reviews in one pod. Yeah, we have I'll say s- that. 16, 15 movie reviews. Uh, we're going to blaze through them. They're going to be quick. Three minutes of review. A few little talking points. Move on to the next. Yes. Um, it'll be in order from worst to best. Yes, we're going to review the movies in order from worst to best, and at the end, we're going to give you the... Coming in fourth, coming in third, coming in second, coming in first with their cumulative scores. Uh, before that, though, we're going to talk Falcon and the Winter Soldier, episode two. Not too much to talk about in this episode, but got to uh, sprinkle that in at the beginning. You know, get everyone loose, get us loose mm. for the podcast for the March Movie Madness finale. I love it. Let's do it. 20, 20, 10, 5, High fly ball. I don't feel so good. Hulk! Smash! They look up. You can put it on the board. Yes! There's a new Captain America in town. 
there sure is Jason. And his dad is a is a god. It's literally a living planet. Kurt Russell's son plays the new Captain America. Yeah, what's it's Russell. I know it's Russell something. Wyatt. Wyatt Russell. Um, Wyatt's one of those weird names. I have a cousin named Wyatt. You know, no disrespect to him. It's just an interesting name. Reminds me of Wyoming. Wyatt from Wyoming. There's a guy out there who's like, that's me. <laughs> it's like his it's his bumper stickers. I'm Wyatt from Wyoming. <laughs> um, so Falcon and the Winter Soldier, episode two, Ty, just initial thoughts. What'd you think? Um, it was good. You know, they're they're picking the story up. I feel like each episode's gonna have a nice little fight sequence. Um we're two mm-hmm. for two so far. Mm-hmm. Um this one, you know, we're introduced to the US agent slash new Captain America character. And is a uh, little buddy Ho- Hodgkins? Is that his name? That just totally. Not I think that's close. a cancer, actually. <laughs> that's Hodgkin's lymphoma. Yeah, I think it's just Hopkins. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, his little sidekick guy um, seemed like a good guy till the end, but at the beginning it was like I'm just I'm just trying to do the right thing. No, it's totally a good guy gonna be bad guy. Come on, absolutely. But at this point in time, he's he's in the right place. He's just trying to do what he can. Yeah, for sure. Um, would you say no to if they were like, hey, here's the shield. You want to be Captain America? Would you say no? Oh, fuck no. Um, so some things I want to talk about. They were talking about how his measurables were tested off the chart. Yep. Um, I don't know how it is in the comics. You probably are more in Reddit and doing yep. the research. I'm sure he probably has some super soldier ser- serum somehow. I believe so, yeah. I believe um, he's unaware that he does, but they gave it to him. Yeah. Which made him test off the charts. Or I was even thinking when we were watching the episode, I was telling Rye, like, maybe he doesn't have it yet. He really is just, like, a badass, and they give him the serum on top of that. And then his little bit of dick, because you were talking about last week, how, like, it it uh, exemplifies every part of your character. Mm-hmm. So then if he actually gets it later in the series, that'll that'll be what turns him bad, because then his own greed and whatnot will uh, make him evil. Yeah. Um, something like that. But I wouldn't be surprised if he already has it. Uh, those – they're not Russians, but flag the flag stompers. Um, smashers. Stompers. Smashers. <laughs> uh, I think they are obviously super soldiers. Oh, yeah. That's 100%. very obvious. We called that. Yeah. I wanted the mutant thing to be true. It was not going to be true. I know. I know it was. Um, they still had the vaccines, which was interesting. Yeah. I feel like that was definitely left over from original plot. Yeah. Um, but they'll probably switch it up to where these aren't vaccines. These are super soldier shots. Yeah. Or something. But they're originally going to be, we're the good guys. Here's vaccines for everyone for when we release this pandemic. <laughs> I can't. I just still can't believe the timing. If this <laughs> so would have released, well, just if this would have released in January, like I said last week, all the tinfoil hats would have been real bad. Um, <laughs> Disney would have caused coronavirus, and some people already <laughs> think that. Um, Another good part um, I liked about this episode is the uh, very, very, very heavy commentary on racism. Okay, yeah. So I want to talk about that. Is I think we missed last episode. A little bit with the bank scene. Talked about how it was boring and slow, and I think there was more racial undertones about like, hey, I'm a black superhero, and, like, we joked, like, why doesn't he get any money, and, like, mm-hmm. why aren't all these things just so easy for him? And I think the answer was right in front of our fucking face. Yeah, it's because he's black. Yeah. Which makes sense. And, you know, you get the commentary from the kid where he's like, oh, you're Black Falcon. He's like, because I'm black and I'm Falcon? Yeah. Like, it's very obvious that, mm-hmm. it, you know, racism. And then the whole uh, Isaiah Bradley scene. Yep. Talking about the black Captain America mm-hmm. from, like, the 40s or whatever. Which is inspired by true events. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we've actually talked about it before. It's the Tuskegee experiments. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the police scene. Yeah, where they were very profiling. Until they realized, hey, this guy's a hero. Never mind. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, it just props to Marvel for actually bringing this to the forefront, making it 
Yeah, for not sure. pretending like it isn't an issue. Yeah, and that's and that's what makes these shows so I think different from you know, and like kind of like a fuck you to Martin Scorsese. I don't think they're making these to like <laughs> actually say fuck you to Mar- Martin Scorsese, but people who say these these films and these movies don't have a lot of like substance and character. And before you know that is a valid argument. All the MCU movies, they're brash, they're big. Even a story like Iron Man, it's just more personal redemption than anything that's yeah, like real sure. life issues. And they have addressed some things. Um, obviously, you know, they've been at the forefront of, like, women empowerment and whatnot and um, that kind of stuff. But these last two episodes, um, this one, not episodes, uh, series, this one being more a direct um, commentary on the current state of, you know, just the world, mostly the United States, but just yeah. the world. And then last one, WandaVision, was more of the personal battle of, like, loss and all that and grief and all that kind of stuff. Uh, just much more deeper than the movie. And it's stuff you can do when you have a television series, not a movie. But um, I think this is safe to say that this is the direction they're probably going to go into phase two. Or not phase two, but post-Infinity four. War. It's four now. Yeah. Um, I think they're going to focus more on these these deeper, meaningful stories. And yeah, you'll still have your big brash movies. but yeah. Because you're not going to be able to top what you did with Thanos and the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, there's Galactus and all that stuff. But it's never going to be the same. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You just you And you have to pivot in some way. And they're still going to do the big brash things, and I'm sure Galactus will someday show up, and you'll get the Fantastic Four and the Silver Surfer and all that fun stuff in there and the X-Men and all to kind of hit the diehards, you know, but the more, I don't know, the deeper meanings and stuff. That's a good way to pivot, and I like it. Yeah, for sure. Um, You know, obviously the thing everyone was speculating was that, you know, Falcon didn't want to be Captain America because he's, he's black, and a lot of people don't view that as, you know, red, white, and blue, blue hair, Blue eyes, blonde hair, like, that's not hey. Captain America. Are you attacking me? <laughs> um, but then, you know, you find out that there was a black Captain America already, and yeah. they threw him in jail and did tests on him for 30 years. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's that. Uh, just less on the commentary side, more more just storytelling. Uh, his son, or his grandson in that scene, mm-hmm. uh, hero in the comics. Yeah, he's part of the Young Avengers, right? Yes, which they have just been pumping out different characters for that shit. For sure. Yeah, um, they're setting that up. There's the Torres in this for Falcon. There's this kid for Patriot. There's going to be America Chavez in Captain Marvel. The Miss Marvel's getting a show. Wiccan and Speed and one. I mean, they're just Hawkeye, Kate Bishop. This is inevitable. This is exi- this is the way they're going. All of these characters are going to return for a big movie. Well, yeah, I almost think, though, that this is super planning by them. Yeah, no, o- over like, the top. I Well, no, I don't think, like... The Young Avengers is, like, what's next is what I'm, like, trying to say. Like, everyone's like, oh, they're planning for it. I think they're going to do whatever they have planned next, whatever it's the mutants. They're going to do this big old thing, which is their next Infinity War, you know, saga, Infinity Saga. There will be a big old thing, and then that's when the Young Avengers will kind of take the mantle. I think for now it's still going to be, you know, Wanda and Doctor Strange and all those people with these young ones kind of just there but not totally, and then in six years when they reset it again pretty much, it's going to be all these characters that – they established, you know, six years prior. No, for sure. And I think, you know, we were just talking about it with Snyder Cut, how they rushed into the team up. And then Marvel did such a good job with the first Avengers of not rushing the team up. Yeah. This is like above and beyond <laughs> more than that even. Yeah. Like, I think they're going to do shows and then movies with these characters and then a team up movie with these characters. Yeah. Um, but they're there and they're definitely intentionally introducing a fuck ton of them. Yeah. Um, other scene I really liked was the uh, scene with Bucky at the therapist. Okay. Um, talking to Sam, saying if he was wrong about you, then he was wrong about me. 
mm-hmm. meaning like you know he was Captain America's best friend their entire lives, and he chose Sam over Bucky. Yeah, to have the shield, which like people were confused about and they had questions, and it shows he also has questions. Like what the fuck, dude? Yeah, man's already battling with demons now. His best friend doesn't even trust him. <laughs> um, no, I liked it. You know, it was emotional. It's good stuff. And then next episode, we're getting Zemo. Oh, yeah. So they teased going to go see Zemo. Well, they didn't really tease it. They said his name. And they showed him. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really a tease. But, uh, I mean, he was already – I don't know if he was on a confirmed cast list, but like you said, he was on the list of people 100%. he had to get right by and all this stuff. So that'll be interesting to see what they do. <sighs> yeah. Um, it'll be fun. I'm excited. I like this series so far. They're longer episodes. They're a little bit slower. But, like I said, each one has a fun little action scene at least, and it, the plot's advancing. Yeah. There are no fillers. I don't think there will be a filler. Yeah, for sure. Um, where do you think Mephisto is? <sighs> the therapist. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Um, <laughs> and I was saying all that stuff about the shows and stuff getting deeper. I don't know if the Loki show is going to be that per se. No, the Loki show is going to – I mean, it's not going to be all there. They products. very well could, though, actually. You know how they could take it that way? Revisionist history. Okay. Like, I mean, I don't know wh- how, why Loki would know stuff about, like, American history. Like, in my mind, I was just thinking, like, he goes to, like, the first Thanksgiving. He's like, oh, this isn't how they taught it in schools. But then, like, how the fuck would Loki know how they taught it in schools in America? He's a fucking god. It's true. Which I'm now realizing the whole show is just taking place on Earth's history, despite the fact that it's an inner. Well, we don't know that. It could be other history. <laughs> We're going to get the 70s on Asgard. Yeah. It's going to be Thor with, like, a with a mullet. Isn't Thor, like, a thousand years old? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, these guys are a thousand years old, but this entire show is probably going to take place in the hundred years on Earth. That's crazy. I don't know. I'm excited. I like this show. I'm excited for other shows. Have you seen, real quick, uh, all the, the set photos that are getting leaked from Thor Love and Thunder? Some of them, yeah. There's been a lot. Riley showed me a lot. Really? Like, there's one in Natalie Portman that's just, she's yoked. Oh, she got fucking jacked. Um, Big jacked. Some intern's going to get fired, right? These are a lot of leaks. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, it's a great question. I have no fucking clue. Did you hear about the person who broke onto the Spider-Man set? No. Like, illegally? Got arrested? No, I did not. Yeah, trying to record shit. <laughs> Posted, like, a three-minute video or something. Didn't really get anything, but... Damn. It's like, you're... How obsessed do you have to be to fucking illegally trespass on a movie set just to get teasers? Like, just wait for the views, fucking movie, bro. dude. That's views. Not when you're in jail. <laughs> Are they filming in the States, or is that overseas? Uh, good question. I don't know. I feel like they would film that in London. That just seems like a London film place. Okay. Sure. Maybe that's just because they were in Europe the last one. Yeah. That's probably know. it. Spider-Man, typically aggressively New York-based. March movie madness, Ty. You got anything else about Falcon Winter Soldier before we pivot? Um, I just I like where they're going in the MCU, and I can't wait for Scarlett Johansson's solo movie. Oh, gosh. I'm just not excited for that movie. Well, I'm excited because she's one of our final four actors, Jay. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson's a great actor. I just the more they push off Black Widow, the more I forget about it. Finally going to Disney Plus. I'm still gonna go see it in theaters. Yeah, me too. It's what June now, July. It's really far away. Oh, Riley told me <laughs> that they pushed Loki back. June 11th. It was originally supposed to be May. Uh... I don't think they ever announced it was May. It was just speculated that it was May, but now it says June 11th. Damn, bro. And we're going to – that's your bachelor party weekend. Damn, bro. Oh, we're fine, though, because we're leaving on Friday, so we'll, you just stay up the Thursday night. Never mind. We're good. Okay. We're chilling. 
March Movie Madness, we mentioned Scarlett Johansson, Ty. Yes. This was a long journey, a three-week journey, a 15-movie journey, which I had to watch about 12 of them because I'd never seen. Yep. And boy, it was a lot of movies. I've never watched that mo- many movies in my life It was in a week. It was truly homework. Yeah. I was sitting down, and I was like, you know what? I could be doing this, but I got to watch the movies. I, I feel the exact same way. I probably got less work done. That's fair. Um, hopefully my bosses aren't listening. Just kidding. I got, I got work done. You multitask, Jay. Um, you're talented like that. So I took notes. I started taking notes. My first movie I watched was Nanny Diaries. Nice. And then I watched Venom. Okay. And then I stopped taking notes. That's fair. But I have mental notes. Yeah, I, we all we've seen these movies. We're gonna touch on them. So we're about we're at about 15 minutes now. Three minutes on each movie. That's about 45 minutes. Be perfect. We'll, we'll see a discussion we of the, the actors overall. Um, so we said we're going to start off with the worst movie out of all the actors, and we're just going to go movie by movie. Slowly you, working you our way up. You keep in track at home. Maybe you'll have the averages before we do. Yeah, each actor has their average score of their four movies, and then we averaged our two averages, and that's what determined the winner. You could do all the work and like write the, the scores down and then average it that yep. way. Or you could just wait, and we'll tell you. At the very end, yeah. <laughs> First up, though, Jay, the worst movie on our March Movie Madness actors Expected. bracket. Holmes and Watson. Holmes and Watson. So you don't have your scale for all these, do you? Some, not all. Okay. I, could I do just, for this one. I could go through my scale if you want. Oh, you do have it. For this one, yes. Okay, so Holmes and Watson. I was expecting a painful movie. And I'll be honest, even though the score is terrible, which we'll get to at the end, obviously, it wasn't painful, to it, me at least. It could have been much, much worse. I had a few hearty laughs, but there were not a lot of them. <laughs> it was two. I had two hearty yeah, laughs. I had two laughs and a chuckle. And it, one laugh was just a random one-liner. Mm-hmm. Another laugh was a political joke. And then yep. a chuckle was the other political joke they made. Uh, didn't laugh at the political jokes. I just laughed when he pissed on himself. <laughs> See, I did laugh at that. Which there's a level to humor here. And you're laughing at the political commentary. <laughs> and I'm laughing on drunk man well, pissing on himself. My biggest laugh is when they just yelled syphilis at the same time. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, This is a bad fucking movie, Jay. It was confusing, and I didn't know what was going on, and it was just throwing up half-court fucking deep threes and missing every single one. It was them trying to recapture them being Will Ferrell and John C. Riley, trying to recapture the magic of Taldig and Knights, and I think more so Step Brothers. Yeah, just absolutely. Let's throw a lot of shit and just keep in the movie what's good. And the great thing about Step Brothers is they did that, but there was no gimmicks. They were literally just doing nothing, and we'll talk about Step Brothers in a little bit. Um and it was funny. This, they were trying to like fit in a, a gimmick and a story, and it, it just doesn't work like yeah, that. It's too I much. Mean, you can't have no plot while also being a period piece. Yeah. <laughs> it, it just it isn't as funny. No one's going to laugh at you with your Victorian accent and dresses the same way they will in Step Brothers, where you rub your nutsack on a drum set. That being said, this was probably so much fun to film. Like, they were probably cracking up, like, just all the bullshit they would say to each other. Like, I, yeah. I can see me and you filming this. The exact same movie and thinking it's the funniest thing ever, and then watching the final product and being like, oh, it well, was funny ex- as that's we thought. That's probably exactly what happened. They were like, this is going to be a blast. And they had a blast and they watched it, and they were like, well, fuck. <laughs> we might as well release it now. Um, so, plot, I gave it a five, like you said. Just yeah, I gave nothing it a really there. Four. Uh, visuals, they weren't terrible, they weren't great. I gave it an eight. I gave it an 11. I liked a little cutaway in the trajectory scene. It was stupid little stuff, but it looked fine. Uh, key elements, I gave it a five. Gave it two. Okay. You gave it one point for every laugh? Yeah. Fair. That was literally, I was like, I chuckled twice, so it can't be a one. <laughs> uh, characters, I gave it another five. 
three. And enjoyment, I gave it a five. Three. Okay. I had a much worse time than you on this. It was not funny. Yeah, I just I, – it wasn't painful, so I think that gave it points because <laughs> I was expecting, like, cringe and it to hurt my soul, and it was really just like I watched it, and I was like, okay, well, that was stupid. <laughs> That's fair. Um, final score, Jay. What is it? I got gave it a 28. You gave it a 23. Final average score of 25.5. That's that's brutal. Just 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 for memory, 25.5 would be our sixth worst movie of all time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so okay, let's move on. Right above Artemis Fowl. At least it beat out Artemis Fowl. I, for both of us by one point. It's not as bad as Artemis Fowl. It's fair. Next up, we have Nanny Diaries. This is a uh, the Scarlett Johansson bad movie. It is a a story of a nanny. Well, uh, Annie, and her diary. who's not actually a nanny, gets mistakenly uh, hired as a nanny for a rich bitch. Yeah. And is a nanny for a crazy kid who's crazy but then misunderstood because his parents don't love him, don't give him enough attention. The dad is the typical businessman, doesn't pay attention to his family, cheated on his wife. The kid yep. just wants attention. That's why he acts up. Yep. He really likes nanny. But the nanny and the rich mom fight, all this stuff. And then it comes out. The mom's like, oh, you made me a better mother. Yeah. Now uh, I'm just, a great mom. Just side note. Actor, um, the mom, mm-hmm. she's in the show Ozarks. Very good show. I've heard that's a good show. Also, side note, this kid had my exact haircut, color and all, from high school. Just spot on replica. <laughs> <laughs> um, this wasn't a terrible watch. It was a watch. It was something you just kind of throw on. And, like, this reminded me of a movie that, like, I don't know, you go over to your grandma's house or and it's on or you're, like, at the doctor's office. And it's on in the lobby, and you're just watching it. Yeah, I, it wasn't <laughs> awful. You know, there was good points. Yeah. Um, there was also bad points. Yeah. Do you have your scale for this? I do not. Okay, so I'll just get through it. Plot slash story, I gave an 11. That's fair. That's probably right around what I gave. Right below my average of 12. It was just kind of... I may have gave it even lower than that. It, it just happened. Yeah. I thought it was fine. Um, visuals, I gave a 7. I was yep. very frustrated with the visuals in this movie. The lighting... Very bad. It, it got better as time went on. I don't know if they got a bigger budget halfway through filming, but it was really bad in the beginning. Got a little bit better, but they had terrible lighting. Um, the beginning of the movie, it, it, they had like they just overused instrumentals and sound effects, and it, it was just like, yep, I, I didn't like it. It was like a pain to watch, but it got better as time went on. Key elements, I gave an eight. Um, I didn't know what this movie was supposed to be. Yeah, it was like I don't kind of heartwarming, but not really, and kind of a rom com, but not really. And uh, Chris Evans was in it; that was nice. Like almost, you would almost think it's a kid movie, but it's not. It's PG thirteen. Yeah, and like the dad's cheating on the wife, and like there's very serious tones to it, while yeah. also feeling like a kid movie. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I just I gave it a little bit higher than a really bad score, just because I don't know. I thought there was a little bit of a heartwarmingness, the connection between her and the kid. I think this movie uh characters i gave a 12 just middle of the road i thought scar joe was fine i thought chris evans in his limited role was whatever the mom i thought was hateable yep she did a good job of not being likable um they just did their job they didn't have any tremendous acting oh, we skipped past it i gave it a little bit of love for cinematography for the uh the spy cam scene or it was like her on the camera but then that was in the same good. room yeah i thought that was pretty cool that was a good it yeah. was like she was talking to the camera and the mom's watching the video but it looked like, like a she split was screen to but other. they blended it together yeah, yeah that looked cool. um enjoyment i gave it a 13 which actually isn't too bad for a bad movie it was not that high for me really yeah that's probably where we had our biggest difference um it was fine i it was better than holmes and watson i mean, probably gave it like a six 
yeah, I didn't, I was engaged. And, like, it was, like, one of those movies, like, I don't know, it was just one of those movies that didn't have a lot of substance, but I was just in the right mood, so I was engaged. And it went by quick, and it was fine. Uh, my notes, just real quick, lighting is just odd. Overuse of instrumental sound effects, what I just said. There's a lot. Oh, lazy writing for her to become a nanny. Oh, aggressively lazy. Just because the her name was Annie, and she thought she said nanny. Yeah, and then, like, all of these moms come up to her, like, I need a nanny, I need a nanny. And then it's just for no reason, because she still just goes to the first lady. <laughs> <laughs> and I put the umbrella scene was real bad when she was, like, floating with the umbrella. It just looked bad. This is Mary Poppins. Yeah. They're just like, this is a nanny story. We need a woman floating with an umbrella. This movie started at, like, a two for visuals slash, slash cinematography, and it worked its way up. Um, that gave, I gave it a final score of 51. Todd gave it a final score of 41 mm-hmm. for an aggregate score of 46. Very close to our next movie. Spoiler alert. 46, real quick, Ty, on our regular rankings, is tied for <laughs> super intelligence, which We're, feels fair. Yeah, that's that's accurate. We should probably be adding these in as we go, but be that in after. Yeah. Um, next up, Jay. Leonardo DiCaprio's bad movie. Some are saying that exists. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Man in the Iron Mask. Yeah. Released in 90s? 98, I believe. It was right after Titanic. This was like his first movie after Titanic. Uh, and that's what made him a big star. A lot of decent named actors in this. Yeah. Jeremy Irons. Some John other Malkovich. people. Yeah, Malkovich. That's the guy. I only knew him. Have you ever seen the Cesar Chavez movie? <laughs> no. <laughs> I had to watch it in Spanish class. And he's the asshole racist um, farm owner in Cesar Chavez movies. Always hated him after that. And he's been in a lot of roles. And I like him. But he was a real good asshole in that movie, so I never liked him. Have you ever seen the Tom Tom Malkovich? Is that his name? John Malkovich movie? Uh, no. It's just his own movie? Yeah, it's called, like, um, Being John Malkovich. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Is this, like, like the the Nick Cage movie? I, I don't know. Being John Malkovich, 1999. In this quirky cult favorite comedy, unemployed New York City puppeteer Craig Schwartz reluctantly takes a temp job as a filing clerk for eccentric Dr. Lester. While at work, Craig dis- discovers a portal that leads into the mind of renowned actor John Malkovich. <laughs> While he lets his attractive co-worker Maxine in on the secret, they begin they begin both an unusual business scheme and with an odd relationship that involves Craig's restless wife, Lot. It's got 93% of Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. I would probably be watching this. <laughs> um okay so plot of the story is there's a king he's got a twin brother who he's locked away no one knows about his twin brother is the man in the iron mask so no one can see his face double leo uh double leo his best eddie murphy which i know like visual effects and how they do like two actors in one scene now camera was moving in this and in 1990 i feel like that's impressive to have two people on the screen at the same time without a set in place camera yeah probably i was like this was probably really hard to do back then and that that um, reflected itself in my score. That's fair. Because um, it got some bad scores tied. Okay. We'll we'll get to it. But so brother, they the four musketeer guys overthrow. Three musketeers. Well, three and then four. But okay. This is actually based on like the epilogue of the three musketeers mo- book, I'm pretty sure. Really? Yeah. There's four musketeers. Very clearly, four musketeers. Well, maybe at the end of the Three Musketeers book, they get a fourth. Except dog. I'm pretty sure it's like ba- it's like loosely based on that. Um, one of the musketeers just loved fucking. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> She's a dirty old man. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I, you know, brother replaces the bad brother, becomes king. Yeah, the king brother's a dick, of course. Yeah. Um, let's talk about it, Jay. What'd you give it? I um, do I have the break? I do have the breakdown. I'm breakdown. See. We will strongly disagree, probably, because I don't have any bad scores. Really? Not really. Let's see. So first, plot slash story, I gave it an eight. Gave it a twelve. Okay. I liked it. It was a twin brother. He was in the Iron Mask. I didn't know who was going to be in the Iron Mask. Dude, come on. It was so obvious. I didn't know. You really didn't know? I didn't know until he was revealed to be in the Iron Mask. And I was like, that's another Leo. Maybe I read the synopsis or something beforehand, but like I knew the entire time. No, I didn't. Maybe I've seen this movie. I don't know. Yeah, I had no clue. And I was like, that's pretty fucking cool. Okay. I think I read the synopsis because I think the synopsis very much says like his twin brother who's in the mask. See, I didn't read that. <laughs> and then the plot twist that the one musketeer is actually their dad. Yeah. That was pretty cool. <laughs> I'll be honest, Ty, I watched half of this movie, and then it was boring the fuck out of me, and I kind of did not pay attention to the rest of it. It was a slow burn. Don't get me <laughs> wrong. It was way too long and slow, but I liked it overall. For what it dragged out, I enjoyed the what it had there. They just took too long to do it. I gave uh, visual slash, slash cinematography a 15. Okay, I gave it 12. Um, the dual stuff, like you were mentioning, I, I thought about that, you know, two actors in the same place with the technology back in the day. I gave it credit for that. And I also thought just like the costume and the sets, like they did a very good job of, uh, making it look authentically, you know, whatever time period that's considered Victorian. Yeah. In hindsight, probably should have gave it higher. Um, nineties movie just looked like a nineties movie to me. So I didn't analyze it the way I should have. Yeah. Um, but that's fine. Cool. Characters, what'd you give it? Or key elements, my bad. Three. <laughs> okay, I gave it an eight. I just didn't know. Like, this movie was just so boring to me, and I just didn't know what it was supposed to be. I looked it up and said action-adventure or something like that. I viewed it as, like, a historical drama. I fucking hate historical dramas. That's fair. It's not your cup of tea, <laughs> but I think this is a fine historical drama. But it's fiction, so it was like, I don't know. I thought they were trying to have, like, a fun, like, yeah, movie. I, I don't it know It just about was not that. fun to me. I don't think it was supposed to be fun. I think there was the comic relief in the dirty old man going to the brothel and trying to hang himself. Yeah. It was a funny <laughs> scene. Collapse. Yeah. Um, but it was fine. You know, it's not my cup of tea, but I think for what they were trying to do, it was good enough. I fucking hated it. Characters. 12, middle of the road. I'll wait, no, wait. That's the wrong movie. Okay. 10. <laughs> Aim it a 12. Um, a lot of good people in this. Leo was good as the asshole slash good guy. Yeah. Um, saw saw kind of hints of a different villain role later on in his career. Who? Of just the screaming. Uh, Django. Just oh, the gotcha. screaming yeah, scenes yeah. and shit. Yeah. And, like, you know, being in control. Um, I like John Malkovich. I like Jeremy Irons a lot. Mm-hmm. He's very good in Watchmen. He's Alfred in Snyder Cut. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Hey, Alfred from uh, The Dark Knight Rises, wasn't he in one of these movies we watched? Oh, fuck. I remember seeing him. From The Dark Knight Rises? That Alfred? Yeah, was he in uh, Holmes and Watson? Uh, I don't think he was. I swear he was in a movie we just watched. Maybe her? Was he in her? Marriage Story? I don't remember. That's just off topic. It was one of the ones I did not rewatch. I gave it a 10. Probably deserved a 12, but I just hated it, so I knocked it. Uh, enjoyment, I gave a 6. Give it a 7. I was okay. fine with it. It wasn't that bad. It's not my cup of tea, but I think it was good enough overall. Okay. Um, final score. You gave it a 42. Yep. Jackie Robinson. I gave it a 51. 
giving us a 46.5. Beating out Nanny Nanny Diaries by half a point. Yes, indeed. And we pretty much just flipped our scores. 51-41 and then 42-51. Yep. Venom, Ty. This Mm. is a movie that I know you've talked about before. So... This movie, there, I had some issues with this movie. I had some things I enjoyed, but I had some issues. Okay. So does the story of the titular Venom. Yes, correct. Um, Nailed that one. The CGI tie, I've been saying this so like the last week, it's just so bad. For being a 2016, 17, whatever year it was movie, it's so bad. I went back and looked at screenshots. It's probably not the best. It's I. You need to watch movies on this fucking TV I have. It just makes CGI look like fake. I don't know what it is. I don't know if that's good for the TV or bad for the TV. Is it 4K? No, it was right before 4K TVs came out. Maybe that's why, Jay. You can't see the the finite details. But, like, every time we watch a movie out there, I'm like, that looks terrible. And I'm like, I didn't notice this beforehand. Yeah, you're real aggressive on CGI here recently. It's that fucking TV. I don't know what it is, bro. You're going to have to see it yourself. Okay. Okay. That's a good TV, too. I I don't get it. Um, Anyways, it's not like a cheap TV. They, That's all I'm trying to say. They did try and push their limits with this But movie. Venom was bad. Venom himself was not bad. It wasn't good, but it wasn't terrible. Okay. But the symbiote was really bad. Okay. Really fucking bad. <laughs> For a 20, was what year did it come out? 17, 16? Right around there, yeah. It maybe was, even, I mean, maybe even 18. It, Dude, it was so. Yeah, it was 18. <laughs> it's only three years old. That, and also... Another part of the movie I didn't like, and this was in my notes, and this still got a good score for being a bad movie. Don't get me wrong. It took I, – I looked. It took 52 minutes for him to actually start being Venom. Well, yeah, man. You got to know the background. Go watch the first Spider-Man. It takes a while for him to start being Spider-Man. And there just wasn't enough after that. Like, they gave us a – I feel like this is a movie where they make the second one and they set it up. I'll be better with it. But, like – it just didn't give me enough Venom himself. Like, the, the fight scene and everything was a little bit underwhelming. Venom 2 will be very good. I, yes. I agree with that. I just I feel like with all the buildup, because the movie's short. It's only like an hour 30. They just they, I said out of 152, that was counting credits. but Yeah, they pumped through this movie real quick. Like It's like an hour 30, and over half is him being, you know, and I get it. You have to establish the character and stuff, but this is the rare case where maybe 20 extra minutes would have helped. Yeah, maybe. 20 extra minutes of him being Venom. A Venom yeah. training montage. That's fine. Like in like in South Park. <laughs> um, you I, have your, you, know, you do have your scale for this. Yeah. I do. And another thing I wrote is uh, I hated Venom's reasoning. It was just very lazy writing. And I get it. It's a movie about Venom. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing was at first he wanted to take the spaceship. And then he was like, never mind. I'm actually kind of a badass here on Earth. And I'm a loser at home. So I just want to stay here now. But then pretty much, like, commits to killing himself to kill the other symbiote. I think that's just because the reason he's a loser is because those guys are assholes. He's like, I'm just going to stop these fucking assholes. And guess what? I'm kind of cool here, so I'll stay here. I, I just think. He got along with Eddie. I he get, didn't kill Eddie. I get it. You have to. He's an anti-hero, so you have to, like, not give him, like, a a deep meaning. You know what I mean? But also kind of change up comic book origins because very much starts off with Spider-Man. Well, yeah, but ignored they, that. So it's kind of their own. How exactly does it start in the comic books again? I've seen Spider-Man down, three, but I fucking goes to Spider-Man, bonds with Spider-Man. Spider-Man gets rid of him. Then Venom meets Venom. Eddie Brock hates Peter Parker. Venom hates Spider-Man. Make a great team of hating Spider-Man. Carnage. They tease that in the post credits. Yeah. Willie, Willie Woody Harrelson. Harrelson. That seems like it'd be a really fun character. He's like sideshow Bob vibes. 
this crazy serial killer. All he wants is carnage. I, f- I feel like that could be a Venom two man. Be fun. It, it will be fun, but Venom one, I was Talk frustrated with. What'd you give the plot? Eight. Also gave it an eight. Mostly got hurt for the stupid reasoning. Uh, it's it's not a great plot. That's not. <laughs> uh, visuals, I really knocked it. I really fucking knocked it. What'd you give it? A five. I gave it a 13. <laughs> um, the action scenes are fucking cool and exciting and fun. While the cinematog- or well, the CGI <laughs> does not look great. I didn't hate it as much as you. Um, I fucking hated it. And I like the action scenes I because it's the best it. part of this movie is the fight scenes. Just make some money off of the Spider-Verse deal and all that shit. And more money off of Spider-Man coming into the Sony universe, whatever they do there. And get some better CGI. Can you imagine this Venom fighting Spidey? That'd be so sick. It'd be fucking awesome. Just Tom on Tom. I'm excited for Morbius. Key elements. 15. 16. It was a good action flick. I mean, when it it's when fun. there was action, it got it didn't get a higher score because there wasn't enough of it. Yes. But it's fun. Um, but the scenes were, like, the one scene where he's, like, in the building or whatever, and then he goes to the bottom and Venom starts fighting him and everything, that was fucking bitching. Yeah. And the first scene when they, like, chase him in his apartment, that was also bitching. It's good times. Yeah. And he eats his head. Or whatever he does. He just chomps a man's yeah, fucking brain that's off. That's what it was. Um, Characters. I gave it a 12. I gave it a 15. I like Venom, the Venom character. I like Tom Hardy's character. The villain was an asshole. Yeah. It was good enough. I really just like the Venom-Tom Hardy kind of buddy cop relationship type shit they had going on there. Yeah. Um, And the villain was good enough not to dock at points. Okay. Girl, girl was there. Girl Venom. Yeah. That happened. Mm-hmm. What'd you give for enjoyment? Fourteen. Give it thirteen. Excited for the next one. This is an old. Uh, this is an old twenty for you. Eh, nineteen. <laughs> I just. I love how your old logic used to be. Did I enjoy it or not? So it's just zero or twenty for most movies. Check. <laughs> <laughs> um, Venom. You gave it a fifty-four. I gave it a sixty-five for a total score of fifty-nine point five. Yep. Right about average. Yep. Um, is that within the lines, Jay? 59.5? That is. You should know the numbers. It's below the line. It's below the line. Ugh. 65 is the line. Ugh. That's probably fair. All right, but that's all four of our bad that's movies. That's tied with the little things. Yeah, that's right about. That feels right. Which in, one was the little different things? Different things. The, the oh, the cop Denzel, one. Denzel, yeah. Um, on to our good movies, Jay. And there's a, there's a score jump. Yeah, but I would still say this is the most disappointing movie of the bunch for me. Very much agree. It's it's the lowest for both of us. Yep. Um, and that is Mad Max. Fury Road. Um, Tom Hardy. Mm-hmm. Oh, what the fuck's her name, man? Charlize Theron. I know that. That's Furiosa. She's going to recast for the new one. Did you know that? Riley was telling me about that. Really? Yeah. Uh, Nicholas Holt. He plays Beast in the shitty X-Men universe. He was the he was the white okay. guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I've never heard of this man, but the dude who played more than Joe looks a lot less cool with the face mask off. <laughs> um, this movie was. I didn't know what it was going into it. Never and seen the original. It got Oscar buzz. Did it win an Oscar? Was it nominated? You're just as good. As oh, it won a shit ton of awards. Did it really? Yeah. Fuck. It won Best Production Design, Best Makeup and Hairstyling. All this stuff is fair. Best Costume Design, Best Film Editing, Best Sound Editing, Best Sound Mixing. I could give it all that. Okay. also got nominated for Best Picture, Best Dude, Visual I, Effects. That's where I draw the line. Best Director and Best Cinematography. 
like we were talking about before we recorded, you were saying this is one of the weirdest movies you've ever seen because you've never seen a movie look so good and then so bad in the same movie. Yeah, dude. Like, obviously the set and everything look fucking awesome. The chase yeah. scenes and the fight scene look really fucking cool, and the way they did a lot of it was just stupidly entertaining. Mm-hmm. With that being said, there's some shots that look like they're recorded in a high school fucking video editing room. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's, like, up above looking down on people, and I'm like, he is so obviously in front of a green screen, it's not even funny. <laughs> um, and, and it, like, the night scenes as well. It was the most obvious, we recorded this during the day, it is now going to be a night scene. Yeah, it was weird. Blue was, color yeah. grading, yeah. but it's so bright that it's like, this was recorded during the day, and you're making it look like it was at night. Was that just an artistic decision by them? I don't know, but it's just, it I don't to have been, like it. What other excuse would they have to record during the day? Well, yeah. So. Maybe they're out in the middle of nowhere and every light would be fake light. I, yeah. I don't, but I don't know, man. It looked fucking great and it was super exciting and super fun, but it also didn't look great at times. Yeah, fair. Um, plot slash story, I gave it a 12. Okay, I gave it an 11. I just wasn't compelled by the story, really. Yeah, I, it was there on Fury Road. Yeah. And it was a fun fucking time on Fury Road. <laughs> I got, you know, I got what was going on, but there was no crazy twists, no incredible. Like, it was a story. It was perfectly what they needed it to be for this kind of movie to base it around. I'm just surprised that it got so much buzz with it not being such a incredible this, story. It might just it's be the technological advance, like stuff that they did. Cinematography, despite what I said, it still got a 16. I gave it a 20. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. I didn't get as mad about some of the other stuff that you did. I didn't really notice it as much as I complain about Venom symbiote. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. It was just I liked the the action scenes. They're awesome. And the filming and the costumes and everything. I thought it was very good. I thought it was a a well looking movie. I agree with that, Jay, because I gave it a twenty for key elements. I gave it a nineteen because that's what the movie was supposed to be. It was supposed to be action and all that kind of shit, and everything part of that was fucking awesome. Yeah, I gave it a 19. I only gave it minus one. Just because a little bit of a better plot would have just gave it that full. <laughs> you just punched the mic for no reason. Because I was trying to kiss my fingers. <laughs> um, no, I thought it had the perfect amount of plot for this kind of movie. You just want people <laughs> on the road just fighting the entire fucking time. Yeah. And it was fair. fun. That's fair. Characters, what'd you give it? 12. I gave it a 12, too. There was no personality. They were fighters. Yeah. The Furiosa chick was doing what she could to help. Obviously, they hated the bad guy, but. I'm bad guy. I'm good guy. We're fighting. Yeah. This is the levels of their depth. Yeah. <laughs> they tried doing shit with Max, and maybe if I've seen the other movies, I is would get Is there other that. movies? There's like four. But aren't those all from like the 70s? Yeah, 79, 85, So 81. are those connected, or is this a remake? I'm pretty sure it's like a continuation. So is Max like... Huh, I don't know. No idea. Yeah, I don't know. But maybe I would understand that kind of backstory stuff. I didn't get it. So I'm not going to give yeah. it points. Maybe that's on me for not seeing the other one. Um, enjoyment, though. What would you give it? 13. Give it a 16. I actually had a fucking blast. This is a fun just kick back, watch action. The You can turn this movie on at any point and have a good time. I just – the action was good and all that. I just – I don't know. I was just more bored than I was excited with this movie. See, I had a, I had a good fucking time with it. They're just on the run fighting and the dude with the fucking guitar for no reason. <laughs> it's just so absurd and fun. It was fun. It wasn't – Best Picture fun, but it was fun. Yeah, it's a weird Best Picture nominee for me. Um, I was I was watching this movie. I was surprised with all like the critical ratings and shit. It is not what I was expecting. Yeah. Uh, you gave it a 76 as your final score. I gave it a 75, 75 and a half. 
Um, that's that's within the lines, if I do say so, Jay. Yes, it is. Almost almost above the line. Above the line is a uh, eighty plus. Almost. Yeah, it's right there. Next up, spoiler: every movie from here on out is above the line. Oh shit! Next up, Jay. Yep. Goddamn, I love this movie. Not as high up on the list as maybe some would think. Yeah, you stuck, you know, stuck your ground that this was your favorite movie of all time. Not of all time, but it's up there. It's Step Brothers. Yep. Comedy. Um, everyone knows Step Brothers. It's a fucking blast. I recently rewatched it on the R-rated version. It was good. Much better. Much better than the TV version. I will admit. Uh, don't have my bracket for this. Um, I mean, we've talked about Step Brothers time and time again on this podcast. We don't have to hammer it home. I just want to reiterate some of my favorite points. Uh, I think my favorite part of this movie is what um. No, Dale's the fucking, is John C. Riley His brother. Brennan. Brennan. What's his actor's name? No, not Brennan. Isn't Brennan Will Ferrell? (laughs) You're right. It may be Adam Scott. Whoever Adam Scott plays. I I can't fucking remember now. Adam Scott plays Derek. Derek. That's what it is. He's so fucking good in this movie. And Catherine Hahn, now seeing her in WandaVision and then seeing her again in this. She's so fucking good in this movie. (laughs) This movie's just so much fun. I think my favorite scene is the... The um, fucking singing. What song are they singing? She's got a song. Oh, Sweet Child of Mine. Sweet Child of Mine. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's so funny. And, and Derek's singing, and he's got, like, auto-tune and everything. And, <laughs> and then they almost fucking totaled the car. Yeah. <laughs> I, this movie's just fucking great. Yeah. Um, it, I don't have my bracket. The story hurt it. The story oh, took sure. no less than 12 points away from this. For sure. There's no real story. It's nothing. They're stepbrothers, and we're just going to hang out with two stepbrothers. <laughs> and that makes it so much fun because they just do whatever the fuck they want. That being said, I did still give Story a 12. Okay. Um, because they at least strung together something where there was like a at least a fulfilling end. Yeah, there and is. So it, w- it was more than just hang out with stepbrother. There was something there, so I gave it a 12. And it's hard to make a movie that's funny, as we saw with Holmes and Watson, with like when you're trying to do all the other shit, too. Yeah. That's fair. So, I also gave it a 12 for visuals, because it's just a movie. <laughs> and yeah. like I said, 12 is always just my, you didn't do anything terrible. So, here's the deal, Jay, is I, I probably, between the two of these categories, they lost 20 points, or 19. Yeah. Um, because they got 20s for the rest of the categories. Key elements, characters, and enjoyment? Yeah. <laughs> Key elements, this movie's hilarious. It's fun to watch every single time you watch it. You have a blast. Yeah. Every person in this movie is fucking hilarious. Whether it's the doctor dad or the two brothers or Derek or Catherine Hahn or Derek's co-workers. Yeah. Everyone's fucking funny. Yeah. The de- therapist chick. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's a blast in this movie. And it's one of my favorite movies, so it's got to have a 20 on enjoyment. Well, I gave it 19 for key elements. Okay. I, I, there are two Will Ferrell movies on this list that make me laugh more. That They all, spoiler, they all got 20s for key uh, elements. Characters, 19. Enjoyment eighteen. What what could be better about the characters for a comedy? I, I just comparing comparing it to the other works on this. Okay, I, I they probably all got twenty on characters. I don't remember. I mean, our score is similar as is. So I think really I think matter. there's more funny people in this than Talladega Nights. I don't know. We'll talk about that in a second once we get to that movie, um, which isn't actually next. But Step Brothers though got an eighty from you, eighty one for me, eighty and a half above, above the line. The line. Could be so much higher if it wasn't, if there was more to it. But that's what it wanted to be, and it nailed it. <laughs> uh, this was my second most disappointing movie of the good movies, and that's the movie Her. Yep. 
starring. So this is a ScarJo movie, but it's very much Joaquin Phoenix with ScarJo's voice. I felt like it was a little cheating. I didn't realize how I told you it was just a voice role. I very, very explicitly said she's just a voice. Yeah. She is the co co lead, but she's never on screen. Yeah. It this movie was what I expected, but I don't know. Not as good as I expected. Okay. Let's talk about it. What'd you give for story? Thirteen. Give it seventeen. My biggest thing with this movie, and it got it got high um, scores, other things was. I I don't know, just the whole like, Scarlett Johansson, like the the android, not android, what the fuck, AI, AI. Like it just felt like they were like in love, and I understand she was figuring shit out, blah blah blah. It's just like I don't know, they're in love, and then they weren't, and then it was over. Well, that's the heartbreaking part. Yeah. It's this loner dude who has no one, feels like he has no one, and then meets this character, this person in his eyes, but then she starts to grow and become so fucking, you know, exponentially like an AI to where it just leaves him and he's left heartbroken because what he thought was real, but she's just a fucking computer. Yeah, it just happened so fast. Like, it was such a slow build. I don't know. Just the That's pace. the exponential part, Jay. You're a smart guy. You know how exponential goes high. <laughs> You know what the exponential graph looks like, Jay? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I just was like, <laughs> it just happened, and I was just like, okay, okay, that's fine. I, I, I think this movie's fucking great. I'm a big fan of this movie. I gave visuals a 19. Okay, I gave it a 17. I really liked the uh, colors in this movie. I really liked the uh, how they set up kind of dull and murky backgrounds, and then it was also uh, it was contrasted by just a lot of color, like. It was like yeah. a futuristic but not futuristic, and you're kind of blending this reality and AI kind of stuff. And I think that really showed in the cinematography in this movie. Just like the way his office looked. Like it's not traditional set designs. Not at all. And the way he would – just like the little things, you know, as someone who took a film class in college, just <laughs> the little things. Just keep going. <laughs> shameless, shameless. Like he was like sitting in the park one time, and it was like kind of just like gray, murky colors behind him. And then he was wearing like a bright red shirt. And then just like – the things they wanted to stand out on the screen always stood out. Absolutely. And I was very impressed with that. Fucking great. 19. Key elements. I gave it a 17. Gave it an 18. This felt like the movie they were trying to make. Absolutely. Uh, Joaquin was good in it. Even when he was running? Yes. As an awkward, just... He was Joaquin Phoenix, man. He's just, I, he's just out of place guy in Awkward society? roles. I think he's an awkward person, so yeah. Um, cause this is like very like it's him and Joker are different, but like definitely there, similar in yeah, a sense. There's hints. Yeah. There's hints of the same character there. Societal kind of outcast type person. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is exactly the movie they're trying to make. Yeah. It, there was emotion and you know, this weird kind of love story, but also like, I don't know, like personal, personal commentary. Journey. Yeah. Um, well also commentary on society as a whole. Yeah. And being relying on technology and all this stuff. Absolutely. Um, very good. Characters, what'd you give it? So this is a little cheating. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> okay. I really loved Joaquin's role, uh, his performance. I really did. Okay. Wasn't necessarily the most entertaining, but he did what he had to do, and I appreciate that. However, I looked at it in the lens of this is a Scar Joe movie, and she's the co-lead. That's not what you're supposed to do here, Jay. But I gave it a 16. It's still a good score. That's fine. I just, we were very, very explicit that we were grading these movies on no, the movies I know. themselves. I know. I gave it a 16. You gave it an 18. 
I think ScarJo as the voice and the character, like you feel the emotion despite her not being a real person throughout the entire performance. And I think Joaquin Phoenix is fantastic. And we also get a little bit of uh, what's his name, Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt. That's always a good. That's always a good sign. Yeah, love me some Chris Pratt. Didn't know he was in this, even though I guess you said last podcast that he was. Yeah, definitely did. <laughs> <laughs> so enjoyment. What'd you give it? Thirteen. <laughs> give it a sixteen. This is one of my more favorable movies. I just was, eh. I like it. It's not. It's not exciting. It's not fun, but it's a good movie. On the other side of the spectrum, Jay, The Dark Knight Rises. Well, uh, we didn't. I gave it a 78. You oh, gave shit. it an 86 for an average score of 82, making it above the lines, right below Birds of Prey with an 82.5 on our on our rankings. Okay. That's fair. On the other side of the spectrum, Jay, is The Dark Knight Rises. Just a blast. Yeah. Just to be honest, fun, didn't rewatch this. This is a fun Tom Hardy movie. I didn't either, but I've seen it countless amounts of times. Now, this isn't The Dark Knight, which would have got a higher score. It'd be. There'd be a new line for above the line. Wow. You think it'd be the highest ever? <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, it's up there, though. It's fucking... I'm, you know what? I say definitely not. Just with how our bracket breaks down, maybe. Yeah. We should we should do it sometime. Yeah. We could. But we didn't do it this time. It's Dark Knight Rises, the one with Bane. Third movie of the trilogy. Um, you got you got your bracket? I do. I did a, I did a by memory um, scale, which probably isn't the best thing, but oh well. I've seen that movie multiple times. That, I don't have to rewatch it. This is a movie I've seen plenty to do a by memory scale. Um, plot slash story, I gave it a 15. Gave it a 16. A couple of plot twists, a couple of fun aspects of you know, overcoming defeat. Yeah. And old age and going back at it and just Bane itself. It's fucking cool. Yeah. It's a cool fucking villain, man. He's a cool villain. Cinematography, what'd you give it? I feel like I could have given it higher, but I gave it an 18. <laughs> Third best score you can get. That's a little soft. I give it a 17. It's a great looking fucking movie. Oh, yeah. It looks good. And one scene that came like comes into mind when I think about this that gives it such a high score is the football scene. Yeah. Where the ground's like exploding or not exploding, but and then Heinz Ward. Yep. It's Heinz Ward, yep, right? It is it's Heinz Ward. Like running the ball or whatever. That's a really cool, creative, innovative. And I like sports. It's great. It's the best of both worlds. Um, Superheroes and sports. I mean, I know Justice League also did a football scene, which is much different, good. but I would definitely prefer this football scene. This, football this scene is a more realistic football scene. Like, someone can return a kickoff. I've never seen someone non-cyborg break five <laughs> tackles to get in the end zone on the sideline. I like how you say uh, Marshawn Lynch against the Saints, 2009. That wasn't against the sideline, Jay. Shut up. <laughs> um, I like how you said the scene where the ground is literally exploding beneath him is the more realistic scene. 100% more realistic. <laughs> The way that man broke tackles and hurdled defenders is just not happening in the NFL or college football. It's just not. Uh, key elements, I gave an 18. I also gave an 18. It's not It's not the second movie in the trilogy. Yeah, um, but it's still damn good. It's a pretty fucking good movie. Characters. Uh, 16. 16 as well. Wow. Um, he's the second best villain in the trilogy. Which is kind of sad because when you compare it to like I haven't seen all the Batman's, but when you compare it collectively to all the Batman movies and all the bad ones, he's like up there. He's probably Mount Rushmore, no, of movie villains in the Batman movie. Oh, for Batman? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I probably like three Jokers and him. Batman. The Batman movies remind me of the Star Wars movies. Like you have the diehard Batman fans that hate almost all the old movies. Like the new ones, obviously they like, but like you well, know what I mean. The new ones are quirky and different. They're, huh? they're objectively like the old ones are. I think I said new. The old yeah. ones are quirky and, and different. It, you know, it's Tim Burton and weird penguin and they're bad. Yeah, 
It just reminds me of Star Wars, how people love Star Wars but hate half the movies. Well, Batman's loved for a lot of different reasons, with comic books and animated series. and I should ask Ben about this. He's a Batman fan. The movies just kind of you know made it more popular. Yeah. But it is what it is. I think Batman is the most loved. Because he's just fucking cool, dude. He's just a regular dude. He's just fucking dark. But he's a hero. But he's dark and edgy. And he just beats people's ass, despite having no reason or abilities to be able to beat people's ass. <laughs> uh, Jeremy, I gave it a 17. I also gave it a 17. Fucking love Batman movies. Did we both give it? Wait, I thought you gave plot slash story a 16. Oh, you it. did. But then you I gave visuals it. a 17. Yep. I was about to say, we almost gave it the exact same score in every single category. <laughs> Just spot, spot on. Uh, same score of 84, giving it an cl- average score of 84. Nice. Tied for Palm Springs with Palm Springs. That's fair. Two good movies I enjoy. Um, next up, Jay. <laughs> Movie you gave me shit for <laughs> being one of my favorite movies and how much I love it. Uh, marriage Story. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's get to our scores here. This is the intriguing part. Can I say something? Yeah, go for it. This might have been my biggest surprise. And even it's though because you just don't don't respect my opinion on cinema. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> even though it didn't get the highest enjoyment scale out of every movie we watched here, um I just feel like in terms of expectations versus reality, this was my favorite watch. It's a good fucking movie, Jay. This was my favorite watch. It's a good fucking movie. Marriage Story. <sighs> this movie's raw. Oh. It's fu- It's a raw fucking movie. Yeah. It could be a documentary. It could be. That's what it feels like. That's why it's so good. And I see Adam Driver in a completely different light now. Yeah. Than I once did. Yeah, he's not just the guy with the lightsaber who has anger issues. <laughs> <laughs> he was great in this movie. Fucking fantastic. Star Joe was great in this movie. Fantastic. Laura Dern won an award as the lawyer. Wow, she had the third best Which- performance. Yeah, I, I she was fine. I didn't think she was award winning for supporting actress. She, yeah, I, I don't. I would not have given her an award. I would have much rather the other two get an award. I but agree. it is what it is. Um, look, man, it was just maybe it's because they took away screen time from each other. Kind of told in the. I, it's told in the lens of Adam Driver more so than. Yeah, he's Scarjo. He's one A for, for sure. sure. Um, it's kind of like. Scarjo's kind of like built as like a villain almost, but then like also like it kind of turns one eighty. You find out she cheated on he cheated on her, all this other stuff. It's well, interesting. It's realistic. Yeah, it's very much this is life. It's not black and white. There's not a good and bad. Sometimes shit happens. Yeah, each person's probably to blame for this falling apart. Each person has their good and bad characteristics, which doesn't make them a bad person. Makes them a fucking human being. And I liked how it. It started with them reading the letters about what they love about each other, and I thought it was going to be a story of them loving each other and then slowly learning to not love each other or slowly falling out of love, which we've seen time and time again. But that's not what it was at all. It was literally they said what they loved about each other, but then it cut to that therapy scene, and they're already getting a divorce. Yeah. Like, they are no longer in that love state. And it's it's more divorce story than marriage story. Oh, there's a, there's a line. <laughs> Um, and I liked how it ended, man. I was fucking sobbing. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Well, I, I think the aspect of it being marriage story is you see them together, but then there's an end to it. Yeah. It is the story of their marriage. Yeah. Which is over, much like the movie. And they didn't get back together. Which is nice. Good. Makes it feel more realistic and less like a movie. But, like, that end scene when he's reading the letter. Just bawling. Just bawling like a baby. I was Fucks me up. Yeah. It's fantastic. You just you just don't listen to me, Jay. I told you it's a good movie, and you gave it a better score than I. And I on the fly just adjusted it a little bit here. 
Okay. Because um, <laughs> I, I didn't like that, rewatch it. That ruins a lot of things. It didn't, it didn't change anything. It's going to change your score for ScarJo. Oh, my God. It's one point, Jay. But aren't they close? No. Spoiler alert. There's a large difference. Okay. It gets a half point change with me changing one point. Less than that. It gets it gets a fucking eighth of a point change. Well, you need to adjust accordingly, please. Oh, you're ridiculous. Go ahead and continue. Raw movie. I I very thoroughly enjoyed it. It made me feel. I thought about it. And it, it was... It was a very, very good film. Plot slash story, I gave it a 16. Uh, also gave it a 16 now that I changed it. Um, just a story about their marriage. Yeah, it's just said. life. It's very realistic. Um, nothing extravagant, nothing, no crazy writing, anything like that. I thought at times there was a little bit of draggage. They tried doing some artsy things. Not artsy things, but I don't know. Just sometimes they would like, I don't know. There was just some scenes I didn't love. Um, Fair. But a good story. Visuals, I gave it a 16 as well. Visuals, I gave it a 14. Okay. Nothing jumped out at me that I can remember. There's a few decent scenes. Well, nothing jumped out for me either. And that's why I gave it a 16. Because they were trying to make a raw movie, and this movie was filmed in a very raw way. Yeah. It didn't feel fake. Like, it didn't feel... I agree with that, 100%. Like, the way they... I don't know. I, I It's different than movies who don't try and do things cinematically. They intentionally made it muted yeah almost and like it was um, grainy too a little bit yeah it's an artsy movie for sure but not in the overuse of color and yeah. framing and it, it, just was, it was good key elements i gave it a 20 yeah it's 20 i cried it's just emotion. emotion it's just emotion and get this tie characters 20 i also gave it a 20 oh it's incredible acting how are you so far below me on our uh, cinematography was a little different and maybe enjoyment. I don't know. What'd you give it? 17. Give it 15. Okay, that explains it. Characters, I just want to touch on something real quick. Not only were their performances great, a lot of these scenes, it wasn't a one-shot movie, but a lot of these scenes were like five-minute scenes. Takes. Yeah. Real long takes. And I'm sure they there's cuts in there that they added where they could. But still. Maybe, or maybe it's just great acting, Jay. Like, there's a lot of emotional scenes. Like, the fucking, I mean, ar- the argument scene, there was cuts, so they could have. But the argument scene? Fantastic. But between ScarJo and Adam He punches Driver, a wall. And, like, just how you see how it escalates and, man. Just the, just the emotion in their voices. Man. It's, I told you, it's fantastic acting. It's the best acted movie I've ever seen. And I gave an enjoyment of 17 higher than you. I enjoyed this movie. It makes me sad. And it's it's kind I of a, a slow good thing. burn. I like that. I, I, yeah. I appreciated Riley more. I told her I loved her so much when she got home and never to leave me. That's fair. That's a good thing to say. Did, you didn't rewatch it? I didn't rewatch it. I probably will rewatch it in the coming days. I will rewatch this movie, and you know how I feel about that. Yeah. It's just sad, man. It's just you you got to hydrate because you're going to be crying. You're going to be losing fluids out of your fucking eyes. And this was after I got the vaccine and had a headache. That, Bro, that might have actually sparked the migraine now that I think about it. Just I, pulling my head, your eyes out? Because I had a dull headache, and then after this movie – and then I took Maurice on a walk, and then I got back, and that's when my migraine was so bad that I later cried later that day because my head hurt so bad from the vaccine. But everyone go get vaccinated. It only lasted for like eight <laughs> hours, and I've felt perfectly fine since then. And help out society. Um, that might have caused it, now that I think about it. Yeah. No, you're probably dehydrated. Balling your head headache. out with a headache? Not good. Fuck, dude. I love this movie, though. It's a great movie. Final score, 87. 
Um, you get four points higher than me, despite shit talking me for the past year <laughs> about it. Um, Eighty-seven, the final ties score. it with Captain America: Civil War. Damn, that's a good score. We're in the we're in some fucking elite movies here. Yep, which sounds right because these are elite actors. Yep, the um, best and this there is, is their movies. Yep. Next up, Jay, Talladega fucking nights. <sighs> in a different, in an alternate universe, we are Talladega Nights guys instead of Anchorman guys. That alternate universe is just we grew up in the South and we love NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, just a fucking great film, dude. It's I didn't so have to fun. rewatch this movie. I would have if I had time. I don't have my bracket, but yeah, it was off memory. I I I've seen this movie more than every other movie on this list. Maybe combined? No, not Anchorman. I've seen Anchorman more than... Actually, I might, I think I've seen Talladega Nights more than Anchorman. Yeah, that's one, I know I've seen Talladega Nights more than Anchorman. It's just always on TBS. <laughs> that's true. It was the most TBS movie of all time. That's that's how Will Ferrell's still making his fucking money, dude. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Um, I gave plot slash story a little bit higher than Step Brothers. I gave it a 14. It's not bad. It's, it's him, and he has an accident, and then he has to fucking overcome trauma. Yeah. And then he meets his dad and rekindles with his dad who helps him get over his trauma. And then he gets back and he has the new guy who's fucking taking over the, you know, young horse taking over the Sasha old boy. Sasha Bear Cohen. And he's got to go head to head with him. And they can't be bested and they respect each other and they kiss at the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> they do. It's incredible. <laughs> um, visuals, I gave it a 13. It's just, I gave it plus one because I like some of the scenes when he's in the car. Yeah. Most notably, uh, the Fig Newton sticker. <laughs> <laughs> boys this is decal inconvenient what does he say <laughs> this decal is inconvenient but boy do i love fig newtons <laughs> it's just so funny dude oh man key, key elements is 20 key elements 20 characters 20 enjoyment 20 bingo um now you're saying there might be more funny people in stepbrothers i don't know ty it's close stepbrothers is funny people but this you know you have um ricky bobby Cal Naughton. Cal Naughton. I think his wife is funny in her she is lines. Funny. She's great. The kids are funny in their time. Maybe I didn't give enough credit to the kids because they are hilarious. <laughs> the grandpa is funny to laugh at, which is oh, more with old, the kids. Old, old grandpa. Yeah. Okay. And then his dad's good. Yeah. I don't remember how funny his mom is. His mom's pretty funny. Uh, and there's a scene with the new love interest where they're making out at the Chili's or whatever it was. <laughs> they're like a bar. He's like, I'm going to be making animal noises. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, ha! <laughs> <laughs> Sasha Cohen's good. Um, fucking what's his name? Um, the pit crew chief has the best line in that entire movie. He's dead now. R.I.P. Um, don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby? It's <laughs> oh, my yeah. favorite part of that movie. Makes me fucking cry laughter every time. That's so good. Because that whole line is just so <laughs> Michael Douglas or Duncan. He's pretending to be fucking paralyzed. What does he say? He's like, I hope you both have beautiful children. Fine young children <laughs> Beautiful sons, star athletes, whatever you say. I hope they're paralyzed. <laughs> gets ripped away from them. <laughs> it's fucking good, dude. It's a great movie. I and mean, we love this movie. We've said so much about it. It's oh. fucking fun. Uh, next up, Jay. Jojo. Oh, we didn't oh give... fucking 87 and a half. I gave it an 87. You gave it an 88, 87 and a half. Half point higher than Marriage Story for very different movies. Yeah. <laughs> they both make me cry, though. It's true. <laughs> one of laughter jojo rabbit jojo z rabbit we've broke down this movie on the podcast before go check out just search jojo rabbit movie review it's the only one that has its own episode because anchorman was part of a four movie thing yeah so you can go check that out um i gave it 86 i gave it 91 88.5 i don't think we need to talk about it honestly just fantastic story good story good acting taika doing emotion thing. comedy great movie 
Yep. Uh, you said the score? 88.5. Yeah. Give it Overall. a 91. You give it an 86. Yep. This is carried by me. Mm-hmm. Um, we're into the Elite Four here, Jay. Yeah. And for some eagle-eyed fans at home listening, eagle-eared, one actor only has one movie spoken for so far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not going to change because next up is Anchorman. Anchorman, again, we've talked about it before. Just all-time classic. One of our all-time favorites. My favorite Will Ferrell movie of all time. The only movie to go... My favorite movie of all time. That's fair, but it's the only movie to go two marches in a row with an appearance. It's a fucking... And it lost both times. Which, it's upsetting. It came in fourth last year. And also fourth this year <laughs> in terms of just our four movies. I just can't get over the hump. It, well, it's just... It's hindered because it is a comedy. And we, we break... If it was just a pure enjoyment, that was our scale, then it'd, you know, it'd be up there. It'd be... I mean, it gets It'd be tied with Infinity War and all these other movies, but it's tied for the highest enjoyment it can possibly get. Yeah, it's just it's the artsy things that hurts it in the plot, which is actually good for a comedy. Yeah, and that's and the reason it is so high. And there's some undertones of you know, sexism and yeah, and all that stuff. Which is how much of that did they do intentional? I don't know. It's there though. Um, but it's just great. Anchorman, most quotable movie of all time. Funnier every time you watch it. It's funnier if you have friends. So <laughs> if you don't have friends, I'm sorry. <laughs> some dude just listening we're his only friend so he listens to this pod it's like fuck uh you gave it a 92 i gave it a 90 final score oh, 91 tie so i gave it a 93 that's not what you put on here but oh i messed up then that's on me it, it doesn't change the order it doesn't also change my math because it was yeah we're did good. you originally give it a 93 and our... yeah originally gave it a 93 probably should have checked that okay yeah. yeah 91 and a half great score yep very elite mm-hmm Next up, Jay. Inception. Yes. Leonardo DiCaprio. First time watching this movie. And Tom Hardy. This is weighing for two of our four actors. Which felt kind of cheap. Stupid. Tom Hardy was kind of carried. because Should not get as much credit as Leo, but he doesn't have a lot of movies, and we had to watch a lot anyways. <laughs> Sorry we overlapped in one. Yeah. Good movie, though. Oh, so Inception, everyone's told me how confusing this movie is, and you have to watch it multiple times to understand it. I understand this. I understood this movie the entire time through. Like, it was never confusing for me. That's fair. I, I agree. I understand it. But I can get why people would get lost yeah. slightly. I, again, I enjoy it so much you because have to I do pay attention. fully understand it. Yes. It, is, it draws your focus. Yeah. The entire film. And if you look down at your phone and you look up, you may not know what the fuck's going on. I mean, because the final, you know, third act or whatever is a dream heist. Yes. It's oceans, but in a dream, pretty Which much. Which is electric. And it's a dream within a dream. It's a third level dream. Within a dream. Te- kind of fourth level, if you consider, like, the, what did they call that purgatory state? Oh, fuck, purgatory. I don't know. The, but there's, like, four levels. That's a lot. Um, the only thing I was slightly confused by, and I think it was on purpose, was that final scene where Leo sees old man, the old guy, the old Asian guy. He's been in the dream land for a long time oh. i'm assuming yeah and then they just wake up like wh- how did they just wake up that was the only part i was confused by because they theoretically didn't get the kick right well they did i don't remember it's been a while since i saw it it makes sense because everyone else got the kick and they had to sync the kicks up but that one is like he because she was like stay back and find whatever his name is i can't remember his name it, like, and then he makes finds him, him aware of what's happening maybe yeah brings him back same kind of deal with his wife it's also the opening scene Oh, yeah. Comes full circle. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. 
this movie's incredible and more so than the story the concept of yeah. this and how they created it mm-hmm. um i give an 18 for story i give it a sorry i give it an 18 as well this is really fucking cool dude no yeah it's creative it's innovative they you know created their own rules and they stuck by it um and the the whole narrative of leo finding himself and finding his wife and all this other stuff also great additions in my opinion great twist that like she thought she was in the dream killed herself and that's why he's so fucked up yeah and now she only exists in his dreams yeah it's a fucking awesome movie mm-hmm. cinematography what'd you give it 20 19 it's beautiful it's great, and I, I gave it a little credit because it was 2008. I, yep. I just imagine the things they could have done in 2020 with this movie. Yeah, and I mean, just the world bending and everything fucking being crazy around them. is mm-hmm. That's awesome. It's yeah. an awesome movie. Key Elements is 20. I gave it an 18. Okay. I don't know why, if I'm being honest. That's the difference between our scores. Uh, <laughs> I think it was... I don't know. It's just supposed to be this mind-bending, yeah, otherworldly adventure. It's a dream heist. Dream heist, and it's it executes on every level. It does. I don't know why I gave it an 18. I'm going to be honest, but I already locked it in. That's fair. Characters. 18. 17. That's fun. Characters are good. I like the depth of Leo's character. They didn't, yeah. That really added to it. You don't need that. in. A, I mean, you compare it to a movie like Oceans, which is also a very fun watch. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, these movies will only be a point or two off enjoyment-wise, you know. But the, where it's different is, yeah, the cinematography. But just the depth of the characters. I mean, Oceans. You've seen Oceans, right? Yep. I mean, there's some depth there with, you know, George Clooney and his love interest and all that stuff. But Nothing compared to this level. This takes it to another level. Like, this movie, I don't. I haven't read any interviews or anything. But, like, I could see if there's, like, an Oceans inspiration even. I don't know. This is this – is But he took it deeper. Christopher Nolan. It's if Christopher Nolan did Oceans. Sure. I mean, Oceans is very base level. This is an entire concept and structure of a movie separate from the heist. Yeah. While still being a heist. I, it's just similar to me because your lead guy, issues with the girl, and then he assembles a team. Everyone I, has their own specific roles. I agree that they're at different levels, but I think there's so much at different levels that there just can't be inspiration because it's on another level. <laughs> um, that must have been awesome for the guy driving the van. Because that only lasted like five minutes for him, that I whole thing. He's chilling. That was the fucking easiest job he's ever got made money for. Or just the waitress on the, the plane. Yeah, well, they just took a nap. They were just asleep for a few hours. Ten, oh, yeah, a few hours, not ten minutes. Um, isn't that crazy, too? Like, the guy didn't realize afterwards, like, those are the people I just saw in my dream. Well, yeah, because he probably thought, like, oh, those are though, that's why I dreamed of these yeah. people. I just saw him. Yeah, I didn't want to tell him, like, hey, I just dreamed about you. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fucking weird. <laughs> just be like, what are you talking about, dude? You fucking weirdo. <laughs> um, characters, I oh, we already did that. Yep. Enjoyment, I gave it a 17. Give it a 19. This is one of my favorite movies. It's great. It's so much fun, dude. It's just the, the concept and the, the world bending and then just the, the plot to go along with that. Probably could have gave it an 18, but I don't want to fuck up our scores now, so I'm going to leave it at 17. <laughs> 93, final score for me. 91 for uh, me, right? Yep, 92 final. Yep. Um, next up, we have Django. 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 D is Django. definitely silent. What is it? Django. Django. Just Django. 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 <laughs> uh, this is a Jamie Foxx-led movie, not Leo. No, but Leo is the villain. He's fucking great in this, too, when he's in there. Just electric. Like, did you know that one scene? Shut the fuck up, Jay. <laughs> 
he's bleeding. That's his real blood. Did you know that? I did actually, like, I've never actually paid attention to the girl's face. You can tell. She was like, this motherfucker just rubbed his blood all over me. Yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah. Ugh. Acting, bro. Carrie Washington, I believe, is her name. Yep. Uh, this is a fucking good movie. So I'm it's not a so Western good. guy. I'm going to be honest. I haven't really seen any Westerns. Very, very few for me. And this is a modern Western that also has a take on, like, slavery and all that yeah, stuff. Absolutely. Like, it, it's such a unique thing while also adapting an old style of cinema to be its own thing. Yeah, and I just I just want to clear the air here. Um, hand up. We were doing our bracket, and we said Samuel Jackson only ever plays Sam Jackson. Yeah. He was very good in this movie in yeah. a non-Sam Jackson role. He was not Sam Jackson. I actually had to do a double take. Like, he was talking, and I was like, like, because I didn't look up the cast list, and I was like, is that Sam Jackson? And I was like, no, there's no way that's Sam Jackson. And then he kept talking. I was like, no, that's fucking Sam that's Jackson. Sam J- he was fantastic, and... I should gave him more credit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In hindsight, he still wouldn't have made it this far. No. But should have gave him more credit. No, he was great in this. Everyone was great in this. What was his role? Because I, I was a little confused. Like, not role, but... he Was he freed? He or was, was he like the, the head, house slave? head slave assistant. Okay. And he was there for his dad and him. So he was just, like, super well-respected. He was the old Ben before... Because remember, he pulls out the old Ben skull... And he was yes, just showing the three dimples so, yeah. and all that stuff. Gotcha. And he's just very well-respected, highest assistant, advisor, whatever. Gotcha. Um, so this movie, first watch for both of us. Yep. Unlike a lot of these other movies higher up. Mm-hmm. And boy, did I have a blast. Yeah, it was fun, dude. It but- was entertaining and a good story and incredible on-screen excitement at times. Yep. Um, I gave it an 18 for story. See, this was the biggest thing that held it back for me, and it was the main difference between our scores. I gave it a 15. So that's fine. Uh, th- there's three points, which are very large at that level. Yeah, I just – when you compare it to a movie like Inception and some of the other, you know, big stories um, that are this high, it just – like, it w- it was a good story, and kind of the bounty hunters, and they're going to go get, you know, Broomhilda, whatever her name was. Is that Br- yeah. Gr- was it Broomhilda? Yeah, Broomhilda. Um – it's it's not a movie that was necessarily trying to make this amazing story, I think. And it was just like a Western. I don't think Westerns need to have like a, a great story. Maybe I should have considered that a little bit, but I, I think that's kind of where I'm giving it some love. Like I, I think it is on a different level than Inception, maybe. Yeah. But it's perfect for what the movie had to be. And the just the twist of the slave turned bounty hunter killing slave owners. Yeah, shit was fun, and then there's the love story of going to get him, and then the shit he's lost, it's over, and then the redemption and the returning and getting the last laugh. It was a fun fucking. Did not expect that actually. Me either. I didn't know how much time was remaining. I didn't check. I thought the movie was over. Yeah, no, I did too. I was like, this is a movie where he fails. Like they're gonna, you know what I mean? Slave order wins just like they would. Yeah, but they don't. Big time don't. Spoiler alert. Um, the shitty, so when they're being taken away to the mining company at the end mm-hmm. and the cowboy with the Irish accent, mm-hmm. you know, one of those was Tarantino, right? I was going to tell you that was Tarantino. Okay. And that's why he was such a bad actor. So I did not give them points away <laughs> for characters because he was awful. He just stuck out like a sore thumb, but he has a role in every one of his movies. He did stick out like a sore thumb. And it's just awful, but I'm not going to take away points because I'm like, Hey, that's Quentin Tarantino. And then he gets blown up with fucking dynamite, <laughs> which is electric. Oh man. Uh, 18 for story. Jamie Cinem- Foxx is such a badass in this movie. He's fucking awesome. Cinematography, what'd you give it? 20. Give it an 18. 
I fucking love the blood in this. <laughs> you will like um, another Quentin Tarantino and Glorious Bastards, which is World War II Hitler. Just the blood explosions yeah. and how gory it was. Yeah. I loved it. I it's, loved every second of it's it. It's fucking fantastic. It's just the most aggressively violent, over-the-top fight shit you've ever seen. Not for the faint of heart. It's it's fun, man. <laughs> it's a good fucking time. Yeah. Uh, key elements with that 20. 20. It's just... It's a Western. It's exactly what he wanted this to be. I don't like Westerns. God damn it, do I like this. And it's a unique Western. Yeah. Wow. Characters. 19. Really? Yeah, I gave it minus one because I wanted more of Leo. Okay, he had a... There was two villains, kind of. There was the one KKK guy. Yeah. Um, fun appearance with Jonah Hill there on his yeah. side. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He kind of took away some of the villain time from Leo. I didn't really love that guy as much, honestly. I was fine with him. I gave it a 20 for characters. Um, The doctor in this. He was great. He won an award for this, and I think he was the third best performance behind Leo and Jamie Foxx. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm kind of nitpicking. I just wanted more Leo because I thought Leo was so good. He was incredible. I mean, my favorite Leo, possibly. Second favorite, maybe. Um, Yeah. He's fantastic. He's fucking so good in this. Jamie Foxx is so good in this. The Doctor guy is so good in this. Samuel L. Jackson's really good. Samuel L. Jackson's so good. Broomhilda, in her short amount of time, I liked her. She's pretty good. Yeah. Everyone is just so fucking good in this, and it's so entertaining. And I, it's my favorite movie that I've seen for the first time in a while. Like, all these movies we're ranking, like, rewatch. I've already seen them. This is my favorite first time watch that I've had in quite some time. Yeah, this and Marriage Story for me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, with that being said, enjoyment eighteen. I give it a seventeen. It's up there. I had a fucking blast watching this movie, and it's a long movie. I think I need to be more lenient with my enjoyment. I don't know. I keep my like nineteen and twenty close to my vest. You just don't. You it's like a Pulitzer Prize. Keep them so close to your vest that they just got cobwebs, Jay. You don't use them. Anchorman got it, <laughs> but like Talladega Nights got an eighteen. Even no, Talladega Nights got a twenty. That's good. Um, yeah, this movie is is so much fun. For a very long movie, I had a blast and will be rewatching. I could have given it an 18 on enjoyment. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, final score. 91. You gave it a 94. 92 and a half. Now, 94, Jay, if we go over to our within the lines ranking, is the highest score I've given the second highest with Joker. Yeah. Which um, would be lower if you did your new enjoyment scale. I think you I gave it a 20. Did I? I think I adjusted. Or it was like an 18. No, yeah, I gave it higher. You gave it very high, and we talked about afterwards that that would have been like a ten, maybe which like, would have put like you a twelve, thirteen ish. Yeah, would have put you closer down to where I'm at. Uh, eighty four? No, not that much. Closer, well, yeah. It would be like eighty eight. Yeah, um, which is fair. That movie should probably be like an eighty six. But again, one of the best scores I've ever given the movie. Ninety four is criminal for Joker, Ty. That's pretty high. I don't want to say criminal, but it's a fantastic movie. It's good. It's the enjoyment. That, that yeah, you have to adjust. Sure. Just like with your Birds of Prey enjoyment that you did adjust. I went back. <laughs> My tongue is growling. Now, with that being said, Jason, Django isn't even the highest scored movie on our list. Mm-mm-mm. That is because The Wolf of Wall Street. Um, we've said a lot of stuff about this movie. We fucking love this movie. It's a great movie. It's an incredible movie. It's so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's Leo being Leo, man. Yeah. And that's a fun sight. Yeah. What'd you give it for your uh, story? I feel like this is low, but I gave it a 16. I gave it an 18. I think it's a fucking thrill ride. It is. It's nonstop. You always want to know what's going on. The way they tell the story, there's some plots and turns and twists with it, but it's 
you know, Leo is the narrator. Yeah. Fucking color of the Ferrari changes. You don't really see how fucked up he is on drugs until later. Yeah. Um, the way they tell the story, the twists and turns, the excitement level, and the pacing is so fucking good. Yeah. It is. It's a blast. Cinematography, what'd you give it? 18. 17. There's, I think of the scene where he's on the, the quaaludes or whatever they're called, and he's all like, he's all, yeah, he fucked up. Um, and there's just like a lot of brash. It, it, it's a Martin Scorsese movie. It's going to be filmed well. Yeah, I mean, everything looks what like it's supposed to. And then just the chaos of being in their fucking office. Yeah. The way that shot with the fucking throwing the, the people at the fucking dartboard. Yeah. <laughs> and just everything, the way everything's shot, it just creates the sense of chaos that this movie is trying to convey. Yep. Um, and it's a fun time. Just watching all of it. And it got a 20 for both key elements and characters for me. Yeah, correct. Uh, key elements, crazy, brash, true story, which is just insane. Um, well, I'm sure it might be exact. Maybe it's not exaggerated. Who knows? Um, <laughs> the real Jordan Belfort. Um, it, it's just exactly what it wants to be. It's mm. like this epic, like this crazy epic drama. Yeah, for sure. Um, in its own little sense of the word, which it's crazy how low this movie has on Rotten Tomatoes. It's like 77 or something. It's disgusting. Um, very strange. Um, and then characters. I mean, Leo's fucking fantastic in this. This is my favorite Leo performance. He really is this character. Yeah. Um, almost like I don't even think the real Jordan Belfort's real. Like, I see him. I'm like, who's that fucking guy? Pretending nope. to be Jordan Belfort. That's not Leo. Um, so there's that. Jonah Hill. Fantastic. Jonah Hill, yeah. I was Incredible in his support, supporting role. Yep. Um, all the other main, like, five that he has as a small team when he starts out, mm-hmm. they're all so good in what they have to do. Margot Robbie's good. Fantastic in her role. The CIA agent's great, unlikable dick. Yep. Um, exactly what he's supposed to be. Everyone's just perfect for what they need to be in this movie. It's, this movie is exquisitely casted. Carried by Leo, man. He's fucking good. Yep. He's fucking good. And with that being said, Jay, I hammered home the 20 in enjoyment. This is one of my favorite movies up there with Infinity War and everything else. I love this movie. Yeah, I gave it an 18. Again, I keep the 19s and 20s close to the best. I just, we've it probably talk- should be a 19. We've talked about so many movies, and you're very high on this movie with me. I just don't know what gets a 20 out of you. I don't either. We, told, we said my scale goes from 3 to 18 instead of 0 to 20. It's just tough. It should get a 19, but I don't want to change it now and fuck everything up. It's tough. You know what? I'm going to change it anyways because he's coming in first anyways. Okay, <laughs> It's not, it's not going to change a goddamn thing with the final rank. That's getting a 19. I'm still leaving the 20 out, and it- Django's getting an 18. So that puts Wall Street up to 93. And Inception, 17. I'm just going to leave it right there because that's in the order of how I like those movies. Django gets a what? 92. They both just got one-point bumps for me. 91, 92, 93, respectively. So that means Django has a 93 average score. And Wolf of Wall Street, I gave it a 93. You gave it a 95 for an average score of 94. Yep. That's about yep, right. Yep, yep, So this changes his, his averages a little bit. Do what you got to do there, Jay. Mine didn't change. Um, so I added two points divided by four. So that means his it's score went point, up half a point. Which means it goes up a quarter of a point for our combined. So 79.5. 79. And then you changed something for ScarJo, right? Uh, yeah, it went up 0.25. It has one point on the four movies. So it went up 0.25. Which for means, you. Yeah, it should go up 0.125. All right. Oh, shit. Hold on. I did the wrong person. (laughs) I did the wrong person. So, Ty. (sighs) I think Will Ferrell's is also fucked up. It is. Hold on. I I fucked up, okay? I fucked up. Do what you got to do. Take your time. We're We're just hanging out. 
we have our pod? final rankings. So we have the the Inception. What was our top four? It was Anchorman, Inception, Django, Wolf of Wall Street. Correct. Pretty clear to see who wins the March Movie Madness greatest actor of all time. Yeah, it, I mean all, all time. It's kind of just active. It would That's be like, it would be it would be an upset if someone else won at this point. But let's hold on to it. Who came in fourth? Fourth place. You know he's glad to be here. These are great, you know, award-winning actors, and he just makes a different style of movie. Yeah, and he's the best at what he does, according to us. But what he does limits him a little bit. It's true, and maybe that's why he's trying to do more serious stuff. But that's also not getting as good a score as this is limited <laughs> comedy. It's a man by the name of Will Ferrell. Can you give me the average score there, Jay? So I gave him an average movie score of seventy-two. Okay, which is good. I mean, your average score, even though he came in fourth, is within the lines. That's not bad. Yeah. You gave him an average score of 70.5. Yep. For a final average score of 71.25. Yeah. And I mean, Step Brothers, the story is lacking, which hurts his score there. And he has the worst movie on the bunch out of the yeah. bad movies. Yeah. Um, he got he got hurt real bad by Holmes and Watson. If we take just top three, he beats out Tom Hardy? Yeah. And ScarJo. He might come in second, yeah. But that Holmes and Watson, just a 23 is a disgusting score. It's almost non-existent. Yeah, it, it kills him. It really kills him. Um, third place, we have Scarlett Johansson from the MCU. She's fantastic, Jay. What'd you give her average score? 76. You gave her a 75.75.25 difference for a final average score of 75. It didn't calculate. What is that? 875? Sure, we're right around there. 75.875, that's what it is. Right there, right below 76. It's pretty fucking good. Um, Jojo Rabbit, her best movie. Um, You know, it didn't peak the way some of Tom Hardy's and Leo's best movies did. Uh, Marriage Story is her best movie to me. Um, Is that a combined best story, Jay? No, not a combined best movie, but best to me. Um, and also, Nanny Diaries, while being much better than Holmes and Watson, still not very good. Yeah, the second worst. That hurts her. Um, let's talk about third. Bronze medal, though. Who came in third here? She did. Second. <laughs> second place is Tom Hardy. The hard man. Which some is call him. shocking to me. If you would have told me before we started this that Tom Hardy would finish second. Yeah. I would be like, okay, what? And that is carried by his bad movie. Yeah. Because he sure. had the best bad movie. Venom, which maybe we could have picked a, a, a worse movie, but that's just what we picked. Oh, well. That's just how it happened. He Can't argue I, it. I gave him an average score of 76.25.25 points higher than Scar Joe. Mm-hmm. You gave him an average score of 79.25. Yep. Which I think you gave Venom about 10 points higher. Yep. So gave that, Inception a little bit more. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe Mad Max, too. Did I? No, Mad no. Max, we were the same. It was the Venom difference. For a final average score of 77.75, beating out ScarJo by less than two. It's close. It was a close race. Except for the winner. And then third place. First place? First place. I didn't give him as good of an average score because I hated his bad movie more than you did. Yeah. But that's Leonardo DiCaprio. It's incredible. Average score of 79.5 for me. Again. Almost above the line. Three. Yeah. Three movies in the 90s, and then one movie I fucking despised. Yep. Tyler gave him 83.25, above the line. Three out of my top five best movies all time. For a final score of 81.375 combined, above the line, 
as a combined score. It's incredible. That the only is man. impressive. The only man who could do it. Uh, his his top three movies. I mean, so number four, Anchorman, we reviewed. Number five, Jojo Rabbit, we reviewed. Talladega Nights, we've seen before. Six. But, like, these three movies, I haven't seen two of them. Django and Inception. And I don't, it's not even recency bias. It's just they're great films. 92, 93, 94. Inception's not even, like, a critically acclaimed movie for him. You know what I mean? Like, Which is crazy because it's fucking incredible. But you look at those average scores, like you said, I mean, we look at our within-the-line score here. If I could sort it. I don't think I'm allowed to sort on this document. I don't. What do you need me to do here? There we go. I got it. I so did that. <laughs> 91, 92, 93, 94. It tied. Okay, so we have 94. Which one was 94? Oh, this is terrible. Wolf of Wall Street, second movie of all time, according to us. Yeah. Only behind Infinity War. Uh, Django, 93, third all time, only behind um, Infinity War and Wolf of Wall Street. And then Inception, it's actually fifth all time. But behind Wally in 1917? Come on. Tied man. with Wally. Yeah. It, and behind 1917 and those other Leo movies. Those other incredible movies. Yeah. He's just so fucking good, Jay. Yeah. He's the greatest movie of all time. Movie, greatest movie. He's <laughs> just <the> Leo. <laughs> you just see him and you're like, God damn, that's a good movie. He's He hasn't made a bad movie. He don't miss. He don't miss. When's his next movie? Uh, I feel like he hasn't released a movie in a while. I mean, oh, he just, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, I need to see that. Which wasn't great, but better than The Man in the Iron Mask. <laughs> I would hope so. Um, and he's got other bangers that we didn't, I mean, the movie he won an Oscar for, we didn't even watch. Yeah. And again, that was a, the man deserves an Oscar. We fucked up in the past. We're going to give it to him for this. He's the best actor of our generation. He's gotta be incredible. incredible. I mean, we just determined he is. It's not that he has to be. He He is. is. He's got Romeo and Juliet, Great Gatsby, Shutter Island. What's eating Gilbert Grape to just imagine what he's going to keep doing. He's playing Theodore Roosevelt. That's going to be so good. Yeah, I, sure. Excuse me. The Beach, Revolutionary Road, The Aviator, Blood Diamond. Man. Leo, Nardo, DiCaprio. Motherfucking DiCaprio. Greatest actor of all time. This is fun, Jay. It was. It was a great time. Every March is a blast. Just brackets, man. What are we going to do next year? Who knows? <laughs> um, I, I mean, after you do movies and the actors, it's limited pickens yeah we'll figure something out though we always do it's only been twice but we always do i mean i think it's your turn because i think i came up with the actor's idea you'll be fine i'll figure something out yeah i don't know what else there is to do i guess we could hop into the television landscape nope no i got something planned already okay you'll have to tell me after now i'll give it to you in about 10 months all right ty final thing again throwing you a softball you might get this Random Rotten Tomato score that you have to guess at the end of the podcast okay. until you guess it right. We just ranked three of the greatest movies on our scale of all time. Yeah. But do you know the Rotten Tomato score of the best movie on our scale, Avengers Infinity War, which got a, hold on, 96 combined score from us. Rotten a- Tomato. 86? Oh, you're getting closer and closer. 85. Oh, my God. That was an 86. Someone recently went on there and reviewed that because I'm 100% sure it was an 86. Because how many times have I been on here ranting about how the <laughs> fuck did this only get an 86? Um, David Walsh in February 11th, 2021 gave it a rotten. That's the guy. 
He fucked me. He brought it down to 95. 85, yeah. Yeah, he did. David Walsh of the World Socialist website. Fucking socialist. (laughs) All right. That was fun. That was a good movie. Um, Falcon the Winter Soldier, episode three next week, Jay. But and Kong and even more fun than that. It's going to be good. Big time movie. I, that might so, be our number one movie of all time after. We might have a new number one. No, there's just no fucking chance. <laughs> I, I can say that with certainty that it will not be that fucking good. <laughs> It'll be fun watch, though, and I think that's the best part. 79 on Rotten Tomatoes. That's fucking promising. It is very promising. Um, also, we've speculated that there will not be a winner and they're going to come together. Yeah. People are saying there's a winner. People are saying there's a winner, Jay. Which will get me, it will get some love for me if they get a fucking winner. However, it will be taken away if it's not the person I want to win. How sick would the end of the movie be? Godzilla standing on top of the Empire State Building just holding fucking Godzilla's head. Be fucking awesome. That would be sick. Just wearing it as a cup. They're not going to do it, though. They're not going to do it. Um, They've already made Godzilla movies. They can, they can, come on, King Kong, just let him win. I know it's going to be Godzilla, but just let King Kong win. <laughs> Uh, yeah, HBO Max and theaters. I'm seeing it in theaters. Um, I'm so excited. I may or may not see it in theaters. We're going to figure this out. I don't know. Mm-hmm. 100% can't wait for Mortal Kombat in theaters, though. Yeah. That is this. That will be their opening night. Yeah. <laughs> I can't fucking wait. It's exciting. And I'm then excited. also, I don't know if we changed this in the last episode or not, just throwing it out there. Uh, Bob's Burger in between those two yeah. on April 9th no, is our we record did. date. Yeah. Um. Bob's Burger, only in theaters. I still have not confirmed that that's releasing. We'll figure it out. But that's what's expected for our next three movies. That's fun. I can't wait. It'll be a good time. Uh, You got anything else, Jay? I don't. March is always a good time with our brackets. Leo's our winner. Uh, Much like Leo. And give me a movie where Leo's a good friend. takes a murder charge for something. Yeah. Much like Leo in The Great Gatsby. Be a good friend, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.
A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109.